Good morning, and welcome to Being the Change Now. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning, Ashwini. Our assignment is Custody of the Attention by Counting. So here's our first caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, Sherry. This is Ramita. Hey, Ramita. What are you seeing? I noticed that setting the intention to count all the time, um, I'm remembering it more during the day, mostly just coming back to the breath, not necessarily getting anywhere with the numbers. But then when I sit in meditation, it's much more, I'm much more present and much better able to focus attention on the breathing. Aha. Uh-huh. So, let's see, might we say practice makes everything better? <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, yes. And <laughs> the, you know, it's funny because when I, when conditioning thinks, when there's conditioned thinking about sitting practice, um, it's as if the intention, you know, that's the laboratory and then I take it outward to my daily practice daily life but it seems to be working it's it's working the other way around around. yeah yes yeah yeah and I think what's so important about what you're seeing Ramita is that um, we it's why in in our practice in particular we're constantly having a new focus it's not really a new focus We're, we're always focused on the same thing which is being present in the present but it's a new it's a slightly different angle on it slightly different place to and way to look yeah like a new lens or a different changing the lens uh-huh yes it's fresh it's a fresh view and of course in Zen in particular we're we're encouraged to have that beginner's mind that fresh view all the time but how do you get it and once you get it how do you so you know yes. with people about always having something you're inspired about why do we send out peace quotes every day what you know, because we need constantly to be coming back to here this here now as that becomes our orientation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah another good Which reason to have, yeah another good reason to have sangha and so many of us participating and so many yes. practice opportunities because that's right. You know, when I'm here, I can use all of these. Or when I even when I'm not here, I can use all of these as getting strategies for getting back here. Precisely, yes. And a new one will be dropping in constantly. It, it as we learn to direct our attention to this here now, we're going to have constant reminders. So uh, I don't know if it's Ashwini or Chris says. Um, uh, intuition needs uh, insight needs experience mm-hmm. right so as as we do this more it's more in the front of our conscious awareness it occurs to us more it drops in more we're more here to see it to receive it and the you know the image that, that, that we always use is the wheel of karma is turning toward suffering right and and most people have noticed as time goes on, it's picking up speed, right? And 
And what we're doing in practice is bringing it to a halt and then beginning to turn it in the other direction, away from suffering. And the more we practice, the more we realize it's picking up speed. Mm. Thank goodness. (laughs) Yeah, thank goodness. (laughs) And we can always thank goodness, can't we? Which is what we are, of course. Yes. Thank you so much for this. Thank you. Thank you. Go happy. Go happy. Thanks, Anita. Sherry, the thing that I love most about that uh, is is that it, in the moment we're here, everything is here, like everything. All of life, all of time, all of space, all of everything is here, which is why yes. it's possible to look at it from every perspective because yes. it's all now and it's all here yes. and it's all this. Yes. And so it just, it's just yes. so interesting. We never run out of ways to look at this here now because this here now is all ways and all nows and all here's and all this is, <laughs> you know. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yes. And, and it's, it's only... Go oh, go ahead. I thought you were finished. Go ahead. Well, well training. Said, you know, we spend weeks on attention and awareness because weeks are not enough to know what now is through attention on awareness. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly so. And uh, it's only when we slip into egocentric karmic conditioning, self-hate, which is duality, that we slip out of this here now. Mm-hmm. And the habit to do that, of course, is deep and old and broad. And, um, mm-hmm. But it is just a habit. And so that's what practice is doing. We're breaking that habit and we're developing the ability to redirect attention to this here now. It's quite straightforward, <laughs> but it's very, it's very, it seems very confusing and complex until we get the hang of it. Yeah. All right, here's mm-hmm. our next caller. You're now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? <clears throat> oh, this is Justin. Hi, Ashwini. Hey, Justin. Hi, Justin. Hi, it's great to participate again. Um, yeah, so the initial, initially when I read this week's um, assignment, um, the conditioning jumped right in and it was like, like this is dumb, like this is old hat, like counting the breath, like, you know, it seems, you know, it was very dismissive. Um, and so... I practiced, and what was interesting over the weekend, like a lot of callers before uh, had spoken about, like I did my, you know, my weekly uh, food prep, worked around the house, my chores, and, you know, in the past, what I've always done is, you know, these are chores that I absolutely have to get through, like, you know, kind of really grit my teeth to get through them, and I'd listen to podcasts, or I'd listen to um you know, open airs or whatever, you know, but the, what dropped in for me was just count the breath and do the next thing, right, the next chore. And, uh, yeah, it really made a difference. Um, uh, so that was the first thing. And then the second thing this week, um, I'm busy job hunting right now and, you know, the interviewing process, oh, boy, it's like this for me, is where my karma just 
you know, hits kind of the red line. Um, and, you know, before, during, after any kind of interview, it's, you know, it's just chock-a-block like there is, you know, it's just um, suffering to the max with, you know, all kinds of uh, voices or whatnot. And, you know, what I've been practicing, you know, I had an interview this morning, for example, before, during, after, just counting the breaths, you know, reflecting as much as I could during the interview, you know, internal reflecting. Um, and I think there was the description, I think a week ago was, you know, really elbowing out conditioning. And that really just felt, you know, whether it's counting the breaths or internal reflecting, it's just feels like, you know, really putting up my elbows and uh, elbowing out uh, uh, conditioning. <clears throat> oh, so precisely. And uh, no wonder there is such a level of discouragement and dismissal at the start of such a simple exercise, something that you've done already, because you could see how transformative it is in terms of your experience of existence, whether it's chores, which conditioning says, oh, you, could, you have to get through in order to get to the good times, or an interview that's filled with suffering, that ability to focus the attention on here just just is, is such a different way of of, uh, of of going through life. And what dropped in for me, Justin, was, you know, we're not conscious. The, the breath is supposed to be, the breath is our closest connection, if you will, to what animates. Because as long as there's a breath, there's existence, there's living, there's sentience, there's consciousness. As soon as the breath stops, it doesn't that that experience of being of existence ends, and so what a tremendous focus of attention because what we're conscious of is consciousness itself. If I'm counting the breath, and so what a phenomenal way to go through life to be present to that, which is why the conversation is so incessant because it's a diversion from that. You know, I don't feel alive inhabiting my life doing my chores. But if I can count the breath and be present to the breath and be present to consciousness itself, it is such a different way of being in life. Exactly. And like you had said earlier, you know, we've been working on this for weeks and even weeks is not enough to fully comprehend what's here now. And, uh, you know, like coming back to something so, I'm so grateful to be coming back to basics again, just, you know, reiterating and just, you know, putting a focus on it so that, you know, we can uh, come back. Because like you say, it is so transformative and yet so easy to forget and so easy for this type of practice to kind of fall by the wayside. So, mm -hmm. you know, gratitude, yeah. uh, about well, and if I may, Justin, that that I love that juxtaposition that you just uh, mentioned. It is basic because it's so essential. I mean, there's nothing other than that. And so when we come to practice, we use it as a structure to direct the attention. And after years and years of practice, it's what allows us to anchor to the depth because everything else falls away. So the, it, it's a deepening, right, which conditioning can never understand because it's so linear. Yep. Yeah. Well, deep well thank you. Yes. Thanks, Justin. Thanks, Ashwini.
was really uh, an interesting statement you just made. <laughs> that dualistic mind is so is linear. So of course it's just basically projecting uh, the next thing uh, in a in a straight line right through this here now, and we're conditioned, if I understood what you said, and we're conditioned to believe that that's life, that that's reality. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's not. Yeah. And so it's also why we feel so uh, dissatisfied or disconnected or discombobulated or ungrounded or whatever it is in that, uh, I think we're talking mm-hmm. about it with somebody yesterday, that chaos, the sense of feeling chaotic because depth mm-hmm. is, is where the, the breath is. Mm-hmm. That sense of deep. Yeah, if we're not grounded. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're just up there yeah. floating around in the head in a straight line through what is not a, a straight line. Uh, mm-hmm. That yeah. that's disorienting, and and, and unhappy. Yes, <laughs> yes. You know, it's it's really it's like living in a in a bad uh, novel or something, and and believing that it's that it's real. Or a television program where uh, the only thing that makes it interesting is the next piece of bad news or the next mm. thing that goes wrong or the next whatever, and believing that that's life. Yeah, nothing happens next, right, Terry? It's always yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's never <laughs> anything wrong now. Yeah. There's our next scholar. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Tom in Texas. Hello, Tom. What are you seeing? Hello, Sherry. Well, I'm practicing non-rehearsing. Um, oh, very good. Me too. Me too. Yes, yes. And it's, it's, it, it is what I've noticed mostly in doing this breathing um, assignment is when I get to one, um, it's like, yay, I, I did it, and I can't wait to report the results <laughs> to the radio, to Sangha. Um, and here's how I'm going to report it. Here's, here's what, and then, and then I'm off to, and, the, and then ego's off to the races, and, and yeah. I never, yeah. and, I, and I don't make it to two. And so it's wonderful to see, and now I see that process occurring, and I've seen that occur through, through much of our practice. Everywhere. And drop it. Everywhere, yes. right, Tom? It goes on everywhere. Oh, this is great. I, I'm going to tell so-and-so or I need to whatever, and then gone. Right. Right. So good to see, as you always say, Sherry. So good to see. And so then I just really move, drop, drop and move on. Drop and move on. Yes. And, yes, and, and, and we can live in one. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is great. Oh, this is great. Oh, this is great. I, I, don't, I don't need to tell anybody that it's great. I just need to live the great. Living great, yes. Yeah. Being and great. Then, right. And then people might say, Tom, you seem great. And you can say, I am. <laughs> Life is yes. great, and there's no details. Yes, Sherry, and that's true now. I am, and life mm-hmm. is great. Thank you. Yeah, 
Yeah, and there are no details. Well, why is, why is, why is life so great? Well, because life is great, not because of circumstances or content or situations. Life is great. Mm-hmm. All of that conversation just pulls us out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's such a stark contrast in this. That's what mm-hmm. I'm noticing a lot as we're peeling back the layers, the starkness of the contrast between yeah. ego, conditioning, the story, and what's real and here and now. And it's so stark and so much easier, at least for me, to see and drop um, through these practices. Yes. And it's kind of what we were talking about earlier, right, where there, there are just so many of them. <laughs> there are just so many ways, doorways, into this here now. There's always one available to us. Something will always occur to us to, to remind us that we want to drop whatever that is that's going on in the head and get to one. Right. So very grateful to everyone. Um, thank you. Gosho. Gosho to you, sir. So happy. I am. You too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, thanks, Tom. Here's our next caller. You're now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? This is Phil. Hey, Phil. Wow. Um, uh, this is one of my favorite topics. <laughs> I just uh-huh. love uh, the practice of counting the breath. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's, it has, it is, uh, I love the conversation that we've just had, you know, about the grounding and the, uh, um, um, it, it is it to me it's it is the practice supreme, so to speak. I mean, I couldn't live without it, and I don't know how I did before I knew about it. <laughs> well, it that's just pointing to what we were talking about with Justin. If you you couldn't live without it, Phil, because if there was no breath animating, there wouldn't be any you. That's right. And it's and the, not the you me, of ego, even the you of ego, but just generally speaking, the you that is the intelligence that animates. Yes, and what has been so um, wonderful over the years is having the awareness of the soul, as you know, of the practice of doing it. And mm-hmm. what I what I've found is that you know, in the beginning, which of course is a million years ago at this point. Um, when I start practicing, in, you know, with meditation, and I still do it with meditation, it, that is the the grounding moment of the day. And but a, as I would, as I practice that, um, what I've dis, what happened is that after a while, it was like um, so instead of me, uh, you know counting and breathing life is counting and breathing and i'm just aware of it mm-hmm. well that is the quintessential experience of existence that there is the that awareness is the awareness of what we are the awareness of what we're aware of is what we are awareness aware of itself right yes 
Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, because, and it's, can, because it's such a true experience, right? So that uh-huh. the breathing, I'm not breathing. The breathing is. Right. There's awareness of breathing. Awareness is. Yes. And I, I know in the early days we used to say, oh, I got the breath. I mean, you, you kind of get it, what's going on. You know, it's... it's um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and it's 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 like a whole flip. I mean, you know, they're either breathing or counting. You know, and it's like I guess it's the difference between I, um, you know, trying to breathe and count, and or just letting life do the yeah the breathing and counting, and I'm living the life. You know, I'm mm-hmm. living it, it, precisely. So, so what you're yeah. talking about is that inversion of orientation that happens if we keep doing this practice, where the yes. identification shifts from I as the author of existence to existence as the only thing there is that, that we are. Exactly. And you get it within quotes. Yes. You become aware of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I found, I found that, you know, through all the different things I've gone through in my life, you know, the latest being that COVID thing, that when there's absolutely nothing else available, there is breathing. <laughs> as long as there's life in the body, there is breathing and being aware of the breathing, you know, and counting. And, you know, it, that's, that's the the bottom line, I mean, that's, that's it. That is yeah, always available, is, no matter if anything else is not. That's right. It is the only thing. And consciousness yeah. of that absolutely is really bliss. It is. It is and, the only thing. It is. And just another just example is uh, over the weekend, Friday through Sunday, we had kind of what you'd call a um, work emergency. And... Uh, we had to move someone out of the apartment they'd been in for 30 years. And, you know, I'm, I, I'm not sure. I, you know, sometimes, oh, a lot of times, I mean, I don't always conscious of the breathing and counting or even sometimes the breathing. And yet it seems like after doing it for years, now that you can see if this seems like this, I'm right, I don't know, or not right, but, you know, it's true, that, I, I was there, we were doing, there was a couple of us, just two of us actually, really hard work to pack her up and get her out in three days and, you know, do all that stuff, carrying, moving, putting it on a, you know, all that. And um, it was, it felt like for me don't do it, it was in a, a spirit of love and joy. And um, mm-hmm. just to be able to help you know this this person, and yet I I don't have any remembrance of counting, but I do have a remembrance of a lot of breathing and being aware. So you know, it just it just kind of takes over, I think. And maybe you just you said that in some other talk too. I mean, mm-hmm. conversation, mm-hmm. but it just seems like it just takes over and. Even if my mind is not exactly, or my awareness is not exactly um, on it, it's there. Because otherwise, there wouldn't be the joy mm-hmm. or oh, the love. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very conscious of 
the animating the animating life force, regardless of whether there, there's the counting happening or not. And that, I project what you're saying, comes from years and years of counting the breath. Yeah, yeah, and so that, which is very good to, to notice because then the voices can't come in and say, oh, see, you're not doing it. You're not always counting. You're not always, you know, you're not always... Mm-hmm. Oh, even it will say you're not even aware when when <laughs> it'd have to be there because the joy and the love yep. and everything else is. And so the, then we just say one and we're back here. Yeah. We have yeah. to live in one. Yeah. 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 Whenever those voices say, whatever they say is back to one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. They don't pay any attention to those. Yeah. So I'm just so grateful. Um, Thank you, (laughs) Phil. Thank you. Thank you. So what I got out of that is that before practice, we believe I am the author of life. Mm -hmm. And after we practice for long enough, we realize that life is the author of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and what and you and what, just said. what? Yes, and that existence is—it's the fundamental, yes. almost essential, and only awareness that we don't want to lose sight of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't require a conversation in the head. No, it does not. <laughs> it looks like we have. Time for one more caller, Sherry. So here we go. Next caller, right. you are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, Sherry. Hi, Ashwini. This is Bev calling from Kentucky. Well, hello, Bev. What are you seeing? Well, yesterday at the end of the show, you talked about how conditioning wants us to feel like being by, our, like being by myself is boring, you know, that I have to be engaged with something outside of me. And um, I have, because of content in my life, been by myself a lot in the last three months. Um, I've not had a lot of interaction with the outside world. So practicing this, you know, reflecting, um, I got one day on a reflective listening buddy call. My buddy said something that really dropped something in for me. And I know when I listen to my own personal recordings, I get distracted, you know, I'm, I'm starred and I'm listening, but I've gone back and been playing my recordings, especially ones that are very affirming, you know, that are, that are, you know, like the love letter type things true. and reflecting mm-hmm. those back. And, and it's just been so much fun. I'm listening to what I said and it's great practice for when I do interact with other people. And it's been, I just smile the whole time I'm doing it. Okay. Oh, that is so beautiful, Beth. So, um, so one of the practices that I think Ashwini got us started on a few years ago, right, was you write a love letter every, every night. Write a love letter to yourself, and you record it, and then you listen to it in the morning, right? And so you did that. You've been doing that. And you can now go back to those recordings, and you can reflect what you're hearing in, internally, right, you're reflecting yes. what you're hearing on that recording. So yes. there's a love letter 
<laughs> a person writing a love letter, listening to a love letter, reflecting a love letter, how could a person not be smiling would be our question. Yes. Huh? And it, it is really Talk because I am, in love. I'm recovering. So, you know, I've been in recovery from surgery. So there are so many times I'm just like sitting, you know, twiddling my, you know, I can't, and I can put one of those on and it really, really lifts. It helps me through some tough times. You know, when I feel, when conditioning oh. wants to tell me, oh my gosh, how much longer are you going to, you know, is this going to go on? And oh, it's right. been a big help. Right. You need something to, you need something to do. Now, and, and the point, the underlying point that, that you're making with this that is uh, critical for us to realize is that when you're with other people doing other things, ego is making a case that this is awful, you need to survive this, you need to get off by yourself so that you don't have to put up with all of this, right? Then uh-huh. it gets you off by yourself. And there you are in a situation where you can't, and it says, this is boring, this is awful. You need to be able to engage, you need to be able to go out, you need to be able to do things. So the bottom line is, of course, whatever we're doing, it's saying you need to be doing the opposite because this is awful. And what you've realized is when you are with yourself in love, then it's actually quite wonderful. Yes, and it's been a really wonderful tool to to help me as I am going through my healing process uh, to be able to turn to these and really and make recordings, you know, to myself and listen back. So uh, I'm very grateful for paying attention that day when that dropped in with my buddy call. (laughs) (laughs) And I've also found I'm sorry. Well, I just wanted to underline that, that when we're here, that's what happens to us. Mm -hmm. Those things do drop in. We are, uh, we are guided in that way. Yes. And I've also found I have some beautiful music, you know, things like by Trish Brock, you know, Trish Culligan and Karen Drucker. And, mm-hmm. and I'll listen to them and reflect back. And I've really noticed how I very seldom listen to the words of the songs I listen to. So I've really been uh-huh. listening to these beautiful beautiful songs that these people have written and that's been a really nice thing to reflect back uh-huh uh-huh so even people who can't sing yes yes so <laughs> so uh this has just been a wonderful practice for me i'm very grateful yeah. and to everyone in the sangha yeah. and so thank you and gosho yeah yeah thank you gosho bev so happy thanks thanks bev and that, and that brings us to the end of the show, Sherry. We'll talk to more callers tomorrow. All right. Sounds good. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Go happy. <laughs>